Welcome to the Roll Down Podcast, hosted live on Twitch every Tuesday night. Now, here's your hosts, Cutler and Soul! Hello, everybody. Body. Welcome, welcome back. It has been a good little while since you've heard these dulcet tones in your ears, a little bit of podcast action for you on a Tuesday night, and I tell you what, it's good to be back. I am joined by my right-hand man, my number two, <laughs> my guy in the chair, it's Soul. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. It's uh, good to be back. Oh, <laughs> you're telling me. It's great, great, great to be back. And we have a lot to talk about. Not only do we have a lot to talk about, we have a lot going on in the next few weeks. Uh, with TFT content, you know, there's uh, a new set is on the horizon, basically, or at least a new half of a set is on the horizon. We've got... Uh, more events coming up in the next month or so we've got big news coming out so we're going to be here to talk about it basically and uh hopefully with some cool and interesting people along the way as well guys if you are new and listening of course we do stream this live on twitch every tuesday night so you can come and join us if you desire let's kick it off soul how's your break mm -hmm. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, just chilled. Uh, didn't as much TFT as, as, as I thought I would. So yeah, just took it easy. But, uh, yeah, had a good one. Good, good. And this is a total opposite of what I was up to because I actually did play a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a nice, <laughs> nice, it's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling getting mm -hmm. getting in there and and um and like oh, yeah. grinding the games out again. It, it felt really good, mm -hmm. and I, I think um, we had a really good a really good patch that made it really enjoyable yeah. to grind games Our patch is out. pretty good uh mm -hmm. not like basically any of the first patches but sure. you can hear about that in uh 11 previous episodes basically um <laughs> yeah let's start off small we actually have a patch tomorrow so we won't go too yeah in detailed into what we're playing at the moment but i will mm -hmm. say um what sort of brought you the most success off the the patch that comes out tomorrow uh wait so like just like what, what what i did well with this patch yeah what you, you did mean? well yeah yeah did. uh i played a lot of different comps this patch so like i said that i didn't play that much during the break but i eventually started playing a lot again so uh i'm trying to think because i played a lot of different comps this patch um i think i think the most consistency i've had is just playing around i mean surprise surprise uh scion and brom <laughs> <laughs> scion brom blitz Jenna, Yumi, flex around anything as you carry. <laughs> it could be Jin, it could be it could be a bunch of chalices, it could be Victor, it can be literally anything. It could be Fiora sometimes. So yeah, that's oh, basically yeah. what I've been playing. Very nice. Yeah, I've um I've been playing around triple socialite basically. Um, oh, yeah? for the majority of the patch. I mean I really like playing Ergot. I don't think Ergot's that great right now, but I have been playing a lot of Ergot yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. Uh we will get into that when we sort of break the patch mm -hmm. down. We got a few sure. big, um, big things to talk about when it comes to the patch, really. So hopefully that'll um, 
spark a bit of discussion because they had a nice uh, sort of 45, 50 minute video that went over everything that they was going on in the patch. And if you guys don't know about that, you can find all those on the Mort Dog YouTube channel. Let's get into it, I think, into the, the patch rundown. Tell me oh, yeah. what, before we even talk about what is being changed, mm. what needed to be changed or what needs a change? <laughs> Uh, I think one of the elephants in the room is, uh, the econ traits. So, Merc and Yordle, uh, spoiler alert, they didn't do anything to the Yordle. I think that's a bit weird. Uh, Merc did get a bit of a nerf, which I think was very deserved. But yeah, hmm. I think that's like the elephant in the room. Uh, and then there's a few other small things like, uh, Chalice, Chalice stacking being really, really good. That needed a bit of a touch. Bodyguards as a frontline, uh, combined with Scion, this patch has been really, really strong. Like, really, really strong. So, yeah. Yeah, and um, let's get into it. I think another one of the big ones that a lot of people talk about, and I know this was a pretty significant um, cause for concern, is, of course, their their first change, which is that they've nerfed the five-cost odds. So, yes. at level eight, you have 5% chance. God. <laughs> you had, God. A had a 5% Thank chance God. to hit yeah. a level eight. Mm -hmm. At level five, uh, level five champion. Mm-hmm. Now you have a four percent chance, which equates to roughly, according to the math, about a sixteen to twenty percent yeah. less chance to hit a five cost overall on any roll, any roll, any full shop roll, basically. So, soul deserved, but what's it gonna what's it what's gonna happen to the meta after this? It's big. Um, I mean, for starters. I mean, they mentioned in the patch. You're gonna just start. You're gonna just see two star five costs, way less, way less consistently on stage four. It's probably the biggest one. Um, you're gonna like people. You can still hit two star five costs by donking at level eight, but like it's very unlikely. I think that this puts a bit more importance back on being able to build a board that can go nine, so you can actually find and two star your five costs consistently. Uh, so I think that's good. I think that it's going to overall lead to less like insane swings in variants uh, at a point in the game in which players aren't really equipped to do that. Like, common meme right now is that everyone is, uh, you know, you full econ, you, you you go level eight, and then you spirit bomb, you you, you know, you unleash a spirit bomb, you roll you got a sixty gold, and you you just hit as much as you can, you know, uh, you hit a two star five cost, you know, you know, you hit a five cost pair, you meet her, boom, and your board is just insane. Um, I think that this is going to really help. Um, it's going to really help uh, make sure that that's not as broken. Um, yeah. I'd like to say a special shout out to the guy who I played against on ladder today who hit Tom 2 at 4-3. And um, <laughs> I hope I never yeah. play against you ever again. Yeah, it's just a player diff, what can I say? <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think uh, Mort, Mort mentioned quite heavily that this was a serious aim at the people who are stacking econ early on yep. and who have a significant health and gold advantage to be able to do this in the late game i do think yep. that however this probably means that in retrospect they should add a little bit of power to some of the one cost five star units one star, one star, one star five one star five units yeah mm -hmm. um, yeah and I think that maybe I, I think that some of them definitely need a bit more love than others. And um, Victor, yeah. both Victor and Jinx did get buffs. 
which are good. Victor yep. One got a little bit of a damage buff, which is very necessary. Mm -hmm. I think he's sort of. Um... Uh, it's kind of good, but Victor, Jinx... yeah, we, we, we don't play Jinx. Jinx. We don't Jinx play is... Jinx. No, Jinx is. A we don't play Jinx. <laughs> that, that unit is. Uh... Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so overall, I think it's going to do a significant amount to change the. Uh, speed of the game in which the game is played helps as a lot well. yeah i think it'll helps slow it. down around stage five i think you'll see people with like a lot of health still mm -hmm. even in stage six i feel like you might see people 30 40 health i think quite consistently. yeah i think as i was saying earlier right one of the big things that this new change punishes is it punishes people who overall at level eight with a board mm -hmm. that's already stable like they will like hit a like you. They will roll down and then like they'll hit a board that's actually stable, that's good enough to go level nine. But they don't recognize that and they continue rolling anyway. And in the current state of the game, a lot of the time they're not even punished for not going level nine. They just randomly hit their five costs anyway, and you're just like, yeah. bro. And you, they, they, everybody. I mean, yeah. it's it's very. You don't see a lot of people going to level nine at the moment, especially. Mm. Um, I mean, I certainly. I don't think I've seen a level ten at all in like a month level 10 you know? oh yeah i mean level 10 is pretty yeah like so i mean the incentive to go to those highest levels as it were is very limited yep. i think so sure. uh, yeah overall an interesting uh, a good change one that i i think is um is gonna do very well let's mm -hmm. talk next about the frontline problems that are currently going on mm -hmm. and that yep. is scion being too good Rom, yeah. Leona, Blitzcrank being too good. They have mm -hmm. nerfed Bodyguard. Um, basically, Bodyguards now get more shields and less armor overall. So this is more of a... More than anything, I think it's an early game nerf. And they did speak about the fact that having Bodyguards early was multiplicatively damaging to everybody else in the lobby yes. because they couldn't play mm -hmm. AP unit... Oh, sorry, AD units. So AP units, units were, yeah. uh, were invariably way more contested. And the whole lobby was playing AP units, and thus all of a sudden there wasn't enough for everybody, basically. Um, nobody mm -hmm. could play everything that they wanted in, in the game. So what do you think about this? What do you think this is going to do to our front lines? Uh, well, I mean, I think one of the things is, is that like uh, bodyguards as a whole uh, just have better synergy tags than uh, bruises at the moment. Um it's really really easy to flex around two bodyguards uh as your sort of baseline uh and the fact that blitzcrank is scrap and scrap is just one of the most like the the best like generic traits um just makes like just makes like blitzcrank um and pl plus like one bodyguard like just incredibly easy to flex into anything um this obviously combined with the fact that Sion's also a protector for blitzcrank and this is like this work together so well uh when you compare this to like bruises you know like, Mundo and Zack don't really work without Chemtech, so, like, you kind of have to play Urgot at that point, right? Like, you can't, for example, play... You can't really play Mundo and Zack with, like... I mean, you can, but it's not very good with, like, Yone or, like, Jin. Like, literally anything that's not Urgot. But you can play Braum Leona with literally any board. You can even play Braum Leona with Urgot, <laughs> and it's probably <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. So, Urgot's have this issue right now where, A, they're the most flexible frontline, and B, they just... Are better than bruises as well so like they just have the better defensive trait because armor as i said earlier armor is is a form of multiplicative scaling with things like hp and whatnot bruises literally only have one bucket in that bruises have a lot of hp but they don't have a lot of resistances so like they don't have anything to like help scale them later on in the game but yeah hmm. 
but God's always good. <laughs> yeah, I think plus they taught. Plus yeah, they taught. Oh, they definitely yeah. taught, and that we'll see some yeah. some differences. I don't think that we'll def we'll see like way less bodyguards, to be honest with you. No, and then, we'll see probably just as many. <laughs> we'll see pretty much just the same. Yeah. Uh, but now they're also better against AP. They get a bigger shield. So, yep, true. This is true. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's very interesting as well. I think that they're um, kind of just the accepted auto frontline now. I think yeah. that mm -hmm. they haven't um, put the energy into making bruises an excessively alternative viability, like yep. differential to bodyguards. Mm -hmm. So basically the idea is play the bodyguards that you get right now. And they're, they're sort of saying that we understand that, but we also want you to not instantly lose when you're playing AD units in the early game to any bodyguards that people have. Um, yeah. Particularly problematic is like full bodyguard, especially if you get it really early with like yeah. a bodyguard crest. It just feels so impossible to beat mm -hmm. if, without like a last whisper early game. Like if you're playing AD, right? Like yeah, you're um... running that four bodyguard board, you're S two without a last whisper, you're just like bro. Yeah, and my I mean, units just tickling them. Not only that, it's yeah. like Leona gives armor to people around her as mm -hmm. well. So it's... Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. oh god. It's like the units are good as well, so it's like dude. yeah. Um, however, that won't be a problem anymore. As we talk, uh, we will touch on a little bit later. They have changed the um, the hearts and the crests. Uh, we'll touch on that sure. in, a, in a little bit, though. Um, so a lot of talk from Mort about um, Colossus, as there were Scion nerfs to Scion's mm -hmm. mana, um, so specifically stating that Mort didn't want things, uh, Brom and Scion, to be casting three, two to three times every fight. Um, and they said that, uh, in this discussion, they basically said that they still don't have a fix to Colossus. They still don't know how they're supposed to fix Colossus. Um, you and I, I have we're... both been on this podcast on this podcast a lot, talking yeah. about the issues with Colossus. Um, mm -hmm. I've just got down. What do we think of this? And I'm going to start this time. And I think it's some fucking garbage. And I hope they don't bring it into the next set. I think it's a. I think it's a set six point five angle, and we <laughs> yeah. just remove this. Whole, we just remove this Frankenstein trait out of the game. I'm fucking yeah. down. But um, yeah. The the units themselves, so cool. Mm -hmm. Galio doing a big yeah. jump, whatever. Scion being this big machine tank, insane. Yeah. Um, cool. Trogath. Mm -hmm. I got no problem with Trigath. I do, however, uh, have a problem with them saying that they still don't know what to do with uh, with Colossus, and the set the yeah. set six point zero is almost over. So I mean, Colossus was just a mistake. I mean, we were blaming this at this point. It's just like yeah. these units are just not balanceable, to be honest. Like even no. now, they just feel. I think now they're in a decent state, and they still feel so oppressive to play against. It's just mm. part of it is also the meta. Um. Like, for example, like, um, the prevalence, I mean, I don't think it's as bad this patch, it was worse last patch, but, like, prevalence and power of Tom Kench made it so that, like, if you played a non-Sion frontline, your tanks, like, are very inconsistent, because they just get gobbled up by Kench, whereas a Sion can actually just straight up cockblock the, the, the Tom Kench, yeah. and then you're chilling. And there's, like, no downside to running Sion, other than you need it to, to be a two-star Sion, because if you play one-star Sion, you're going eighth. But other than that, yeah. yeah. And every time you didn't have Sion on your board, it just felt like, fuck, I, I can't, I want Sion. Like, bro. <laughs> it's so broken. Yeah, I mean, I know exactly what you mean. I just think, like, uh, one of the lessons that I think we can take from Colossus is that giving units, giving frontline units CC immunity 
no fucking bueno anymore yeah agreed, i don't agreed. i really i don't think they can do it i don't think they can do it it does not make the game enjoyable or interesting it's in one of the way. biggest problems it's actually in my opinion it's actually one of the biggest problems with colossus is that there's almost like other than shroud there's or in zephyr i guess maybe but shroud is probably more consistent but like there's very few ways to counterplay against it because you're dealing with a tank that literally cannot be crowd controlled so like where you position your crowd control does not matter because you cannot cc their tank and the tank is always gonna just especially with the MLX Scion, that ults all the way to the back line just gonna smack your entire team and stun them for three seconds three times yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh great yeah so they did nerf scion's mana by quite a significant margin i might add to allow for extra counterplay i think it's a nice thing i don't know whether or not it's going to be significantly helpful um in the grand scheme i think this things. is a real move in the right direction because i i think Scion needs to be a good unit like I, I as much as i hate it like Scion probably needs to be a good unit takes up two slots like he's a fucking colossus he should probably be pretty big he should probably stun a lot of things but, uh, yeah, Sion casting, like, four or five times in a fight is uh, kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So, I thought this also, as Bolt mentioned, it does make him even more susceptible to Shroud, which I like that a lot. I like that um, Shroud is... Uh, I mean, Shroud is already a really good item, but it does open up that further up as a form of counterplay for Sion-based front lines. Mm. Yeah, oh, you t I mean, you're totally right. It's good. It's good as well. I think that the real interesting part of it all is like, where does the meta go from here? Because there was basically no touching of any sin, except Katarina getting yeah. a buff. Yeah, that uh, one's kind of. And there's a lot of sins in the meta right mm -hmm. now already. A lot of sins in the meta right now. Yes. I think there's mm -hmm. a serious chance that we see a very oppressive sin style meta. They did nerf. Uh, they did nerf um, Shaco by five AD. Um. Talon uh, unit though, uh, I don't know how unit, he's getting through untouched. That echo unit. Um, yeah. uh, honestly, there's a, definitely a lot to change. Um, but the like, fact that you can one trick sins, the fact that you can one trick sins and just flex between three different carries is kind of insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you're totally right. Um, mm -hmm. It's honestly, I mean, one of my favorite things about the set at the moment really is the flexibility that we have you know and i think the the difference between the um oh, sorry i've been sidetracked because we got a raid on the on the twitch guys we got a raid yeah we no. got a raid. Yeah, um, sorry guys <laughs> podcast raiders. listeners um i'm really sorry <laughs> guys i just want to say a big shout out uh, if you are listening to the podcast um you will hear uh, me talk about someone named milo who is a very close friend of mine she streams fight tactics she is a sweetheart and a very kind person and i thank her very much for the raid thank you very much guys go follow her twitch tv slash milo bentley all right uh <laughs> while i'm building this out let's carry on because <laughs> no do you don't have to be sorry it's great i can't ignore you it's impossible um let, let's talk um let's talk seraphine Seraphine had a change, and there's some interesting uh, talk from the devs about Seraphine that I wanted to bring up and discuss with you. You know, the person that I trust the most to talk about TFT with. Um, so Mort says that Ser Mort said in the rundown that Seraphine's not an enchanter. Thus, they don't want the her healing to be too prevalent and the most prevalent part of her ability. They want the damage to be the most mm -hmm. prevalent part. 
However, right. the previous oh. patch, they buffed her healing. Hmm? And they also nerfed her damage to compensate hmm? for Morellos. Oh. Now, they're nerfing the damage. Sorry, they're nerfing the healing. They're nerfing the healing. And keeping the damage. Keeping the damage. And keeping Morellos the same. So my oh. question to you is, what, what the hell is Seraphine? What the hell if is Seraphine? Not, if she's oh. not an enchanter... And they're not really... They want her to be a damage dealer, but they nerf her damage over and over again. Um, so what is she? Is she just a synergy bot now? Is she just a Morello's holder? Is she still a reasonable character? So, Seraphine is... Yeah, okay. So Seraphine is really weird because Seraphine is this unit that, like, has two pretty good tags, but, like, neither tag actually synergizes with most boards. So it's hard to fit her in, even though her spell is really good. You can't make her an enchanter, because then her tags are way too fucking good. Like, could you imagine <laughs> if she was an enchanter socialite innovator? Because <laughs> you can't, so yeah. can't make her an enchanter, because her tags are then way too fucking good. So she falls into this really weird place of, like, kind of DPS, kind of utility with her healing. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I... I like Seraphine a lot as a unit. I think her ability is really fun. I think it's really cool. Really satisfying to watch it, like, heal your team and hit the enemy team for an infinite. Um, I think that at the moment, yes, the healing is probably too high. I think that that probably needs to get cut a little. And, yeah, they did buff the damage, right? I mean, the, it could just be the chalice meta right now, but the damage feels pretty high, especially when you, yeah. had, when you stack chalices. But... I don't know. Seraphine's just this really weird unit from like a design standpoint that is like, like just, she doesn't like she doesn't really belong to any like any anything. She's like kind of like a flex unit that you can always put in, but like she, she's like Ezreal and yeah, Sandy says uh, Sandy and Chad says she's like Ezreal in set four. She's kind of kind of like Ezreal in set four. Uh, if, yeah. if anyone remembers the set four, Ezreal was a legendary that like both traits barely mattered. Um, that you would just randomly slot in, uh, because his ability was good. So I, I think like Seraphine's kind of like that. Yeah. Don't forget, in the PBE, she did have a Dazzler effect where she slowly yeah. attacked. Yeah, we don't talk the about enemy. that. So <laughs> that was nightmare. That was the idea for the, yeah. the definitely the idea for this unit was to be a carry originally, and I think that they've done a lot of messing around with Seraphine, trying to figure out where she fits, how to fit her. I will say that this makes me relatively confident that a unit like that will not appear in 6.5 um i think because i don't think they're getting it right they still haven't got seraphine right it's either too good or not usable in any comp that you really want to play um so i think i think seraphine is just like awkwardly in a set that has a, a ton of what she does already in the set yeah you know? like ori janna like you know, or like yeah. Tarek. Like, there's a lot of units that already do. Which, mm, sorry, and it's also no, no. You're right. It's also it's baked into the um the ornaments yeah. as well. A mm, lot of it, mm, like bonus even more healing, so. yeah. bonus healing, mm, bonus yeah. shielding, um, yeah. extra socialite hexes, mm -hmm. extra bonus... enchanter, like all yeah. those sorts of things. Yeah. Because she, as we know, she's not an enchanter. It's not so, an enchanter, but she may as well be. <laughs> it's not yeah, enchanter, I mean, if, well you, be. if you get first aid kit and an enchanter uh, heart or something, you basically play, you know, you can play Seraphine for free, basically. Uh, I mean, do you ever not play Seraphine? <laughs> In your enchanter force, you always play Seraphine. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. she's caught a little bit because 
she literally cannot be made as an enchanter. But she probably should have been. So her heal should have been way worse. You know, so in the end, uh, the unit is stuck a little bit. Um, and that makes me one. think that we probably, either we see a, a revamped version of Socialite or we don't see Seraphine in 6.5. That would be my overall assumption. Um, we had one more point that we wanted to discuss from the patch notes coming out tomorrow. And that was they're changing the crests and the hearts. Now... Hmm. Mort said that they were vehemently opposed to having three costs drop out of either of these. And that is reflected in basically a significant nerf for most of these crests and these hearts. Uh, as we were mentioning correct. before, bodyguard being a serious problem, no longer drops yep. you a Leona. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a big one. That's that is, a really big that one. is a really big one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Talk to me a little bit about about this change. I mean, now protectors, you don't get a, you don't get yeah. two costs. You don't get any three costs. So it's all one cost and two costs now, and it's actually mostly one costs. Um, things like protector and mutant have been changed to Cassidan and Garen, uh, in order to, um, I guess, sort of streamline all of this kind of thing as well. I mean, it just, it just, honestly, it just always felt weird that, like, some of them gave threes and some of them gave ones. Like, huh? <laughs> and I'm surprised that they didn't do this sooner. And especially, like, when they changed uh, Zach from uh, Chemtech Cart to Warwick. Like, shouldn't they have just changed Leona down to Blitz at the same time? <laughs> didn't really yeah. make sense. I mean, Bodyguards yeah. were still good back then. Bodyguards were for sure that good back in that meta as well, so... Uh, I'm not really sure um, how it took them so long to get to it, but you know we got there eventually. Um, I think that this is yeah, this is definitely a step in the right direction. I think that um, yeah, these are uh, trait augments that are like often very powerful because they sort of come together all these synergies. Um, yeah, you getting three costs out of it is just, just you just. Uh, the amount of strength your board gains is just very, very high, and <laughs> yeah. uh, it can lead to yeah, exactly, and it can lead to some um, I mean, some really skewed early game boards. Like you know, you 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 take Leona, and then all of a sudden you 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 just like you just hit like Leona too, like really really early, and then your board's like infinitely stronger than it probably should be. As like a small example, but yeah, I think overall this is good. I think that they should give one to two gold, not three gold, of value. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, and um, a quick note that a couple of the other ones were not supposed to give you a gold, but they do, and they've kept it in. Mercenary now gives you one extra gold when you take a mercenary emblem. Yeah. Wait, I don't understand. Wait, so, wait, I mean, was Merc giving you one gold before? Or... Yeah, it was giving you an invisible gold. It was basically giving you a gold in your thing, but it wouldn't pop it out, like, a one gold. Like, it wouldn't yeah, pop I never out noticed this. <laughs> I never noticed this. Wait, so you're telling me every time I've taken Murakon, my gold kind of just gone up by one, and I've yep. not noticed. Yep. Uh, and so they're streamlining <laughs> it. They're making it so that actually does give you a gold. We have one more little thing that I wanted to discuss, and that was the fact that our little metabolic accelerator who gives you 2 HP every round, if you're not familiar, uh, is no longer working on PvE rounds. Uh, so it's sort of streamlined with literally everything else in the game because nothing else works on PvE rounds. You don't get a Yordle, yep. you don't get a Merc stack, you etc. 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 You didn't get a, you didn't get an egg from a Draconic last set, like yeah. yeah. So a bit late 
maybe. <laughs> but um, good. a little late, anyway, but it's better late than never. Better late than never, definitely, and a good way to streamline it. I think it's much fairer that way. I also appreciate some of the the the, the rarity bump of uh, portable forge from prismatic to gold. Mm. I think that's going to make it a lot more playable, uh, and I'm looking forward to taking that. I actually think it's quite good now um, at gold uh, portable forge. I actually think it's like quite solid. Yeah, um, me so, too. Yeah, especially after the recent buffs to some of the items as well. Oh well, a lot of them got nerfed again because it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's a tier two now, not a, not a prismatic anymore. But you know, uh, that's okay. Uh, I think that like that's a decent amount of power. Like that's the sort of baseline for power of a, uh, a tier two is an item plus a bonus effect. Be yeah. the way to think about it. If you think about like augments like salvage bin that just straight up gives you an item plus you know you have more flexible itemization. Uh, Scrapyard, I think, is another one where it's like it's averages like if you get early, I think it's like two and a half or like three items of value, but it's yeah. it's given to you over a longer period of time. It's not directly front loaded to you. So basically, the long story short of it is like a tier two augment should roughly be worth like one point five to like two items, and an orn item is an empowered version of like a regular item, right? So yeah, yeah. one to one point three of an item, I think I would yeah. say. Basically, so... yeah. You get less, like you get less raw value because it's front loaded to you, but like your board's gonna obviously spike sooner. So yeah, so you yeah. get that trade off. I will ask you quickly. I just have thought of one thing. They buff for scrap. What do you think about that, um, mid game wise? Scrap's always been pretty oh. good. Um, yeah, and I... more shielding across the board is always very valuable. Yeah, I don't know if scrap needed the help. Uh, scrap's always been really, really good. It's still really good. Like. I think right now, honestly, if your endgame board does not play too scrap, I'm pretty sure you're trolling. Like, I'm not <laughs> even lying. Like, I'm pretty sure every board right now... Every board has Jenna Blitzcrank on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just some way to get, like, two scrap in. Like, yeah. just just, just figure out a way to do it, you know? Like, because it's, it's infinite shielding on everything and every teammate, and, like, it usually lets you kill, the like, the, the odd component you get, because, like, you know, I think it's, like, you get dropped between 12 to 14 components. Sometimes you get dropped 13 components. It helps you kill a component, actually get, an, like, a full item out of it. Uh, yeah, the value of scrap is already really high. Obviously, you don't really see any scrap vertical. Like, you don't really see people play, like, scrap anymore. Uh, Full scrap late game also is not really a thing. But, uh, I mean, I like that if you somehow ended up with, like, a scrap spat or, like, a scrap hot, um, you get a little more value. You get a little more incentive to dip into a uh, full scrap. But, yeah. yeah, certainly. And I think one of the things that's holding people back from playing six scrap, not only is it hard to like get the perfect because you need junkyard and then you need the extra item and then you need healing the shielding one it's mostly binary, binary <laughs> that yeah. you need so but you yeah need binary, binary is the one that pushes over the top the shielding yeah. and healing and then mm. it's like, like you really need those two um the other thing is jinx All sucks yeah. uh jinx, yeah, jinx sucks so bad jinx is so bad that you uh, know holy shit and so you have to play... they even nerf it yeah and so the the jinx buff oh. the jinx buff also helps that game scrap i think yep. Um, it lets her get into her rocket form quicker and do more damage when she's there. So that hey, is significantly yeah. helpful. <laughs> I'm going to quote Ramkev real quick from our friends over at the Triforce podcast. I was listening to one of their pods recently. Ramkev was basically like, what if Jinx fired the massive rocket? And she didn't jump on it. She just fired the rocket. And then she stands where she's currently standing and she whips out her rocket launcher. Oh, God, wouldn't, wouldn't that be, be such a better unit? Yeah. <laughs> It would be a <laughs> Wouldn't that be such a better freaking unit? Be oh fun. god. But then it's you wouldn't get to live your full powder ascendancy. Yeah. Like I don't to. know. I think I think a unit that like is so unsafe, 
compromises herself so much, like Jinx, like needs a three thousand shield. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I just I don't know. I just think that it needs like more strength to it. You know, like I don't know, like CC immunity, so you don't have to build QSS or some shit, or like more damage, so like you know more front loaded damage on her rockets, so that like I, I don't know. I think I, I think that unit needs some buffs, cause cause like out of all the like the five plus carriers. Like, she's just so unsafe. Like, you think of the 5 plus carries, right? You think of Kai'Sa, literally unkillable. You think of Akali, literally unkillable. You think of Jace, he sits at the back line, literally unkillable. Yep. Thanks. Dives in, gets CC'd by Yumi, and dies immediately. It's freaking yeah. It was just very uh, funny. God, that's funny. Oh, we even mentioned Victor. Victor sits in the back line, doesn't die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's all the main things we want to talk about. Guys, uh, in the description of this podcast episode, if you do listen online, you will find a link to the patch notes and a link to the rundown if you do want to listen to Mort's version. But those were the highlights. Uh, Sol, have I missed anything that you wanted to talk about in this rundown? Mm, I think that's what I think about right. Uh, let me just quickly thumb through it real quick. I think that's... Uh, oh, yeah. Thrill, thrill of the Hunt 3 removed from the game. Thank God. That augment sucked. Uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, there's another Syndicate 7 buff, which is kind of weird, actually, right? Yeah, they, they nerfed the again. armor early. The early armor. Okay, but it's a 60% bonus now. Okay, yep. interesting. Uh, it's pretty first ball. And they nerfed Zyran Shaco. Oh, and they buffed uh, they buffed Frontline Jace. I like that a lot, because I think yeah. Frontline Jace has felt a bit underwhelming. I think Frontline Jace obviously started the set being really, really OP, um, and they just, like, it just took a few too many nerfs, and so... Uh, frontline Jace has been a bit underwhelming. I mean, Jace to be fair is still insane. Like backline Jace right now is incredibly good. So yeah, very I think good. some more. Um, yeah, I think some small buffs to frontline Jace are that's pushing the right direction. Because ideally, we live in a world where both frontline Jace and backline Jace are good options. Yes, yes, I think that's and, pretty uh, good for the patch. There is a very low chance that Jace won't be good ever. Basically, so he's just always going to be good. Um, I'm really happy with the way that they've gone about it, though, to be honest. I think that having backline Jace be an option after the first um, few epi- like the first few patches worth of like mediocrity is really nice, and it uh, really presents a nice uh, like late-game differential option uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to locking yourself into trying to hit Gen 2 or losing, basically, if you're playing AD, most importantly. Yeah. Um, I think Jace is like... I think, honestly, Jace carry, especially backline Jace right now, is like... What they should be striving for with like five cost balance, you know, like yeah. a one star version is like it's good, but it's definitely worse than the two than a two star four cost. In you know, probably worse, but it's good. You can play it. Um, and the two star version is really good, obviously, and it's better than a two star four cost unless you cap out higher. Um, you know, he's he's a front to back champion, so you know he doesn't really do anything like particularly toxic in terms of like killing your board. He also just hits like a truck. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he hits like a truck. Flexible itemization. Ah, really well designed unit, I think. I really like Jace. Yeah, me too. Me too, indeed. All right. Well, let's move on. We um. Uh, to be honest, before the podcast episode began, we decided as a duo that we wouldn't spend a significant amount of time on this, mostly because we will have a, a person from the series on next week. Um, oh, sorry, David, can you reset your camera, if you don't mind? Okay. Better? Uh, let's see. 
Trace? You are, yeah, you're frozen on my screen, but I... I'm still frozen. Hmm. Yeah. Uh... It's okay. I, I will uh, figure it oh, out. Is, this, is, is it still bad? Yeah, Chat. I'm not sure why that didn't work. Uh, give me a sec. Okay. Sorry. We have difficulties. Issue, 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 issue solved. Get back. Okay, continuing on, let's talk about the Challenger series. Uh, we both decided with, to begin with that we're going to have a guest on in the next couple of weeks who will be a really good person to go in depth with this kind of thing. But we both watched the Challenger series. We know the winner, we know the results, and we want to talk about yep. it. So, most important thing is we get our opinions out there. We chat about it. It was the premier OCE event. Uh, over the weekend, so it's um, really nice to to get some like proper events in the region, and it's nice to see some mm. um, some familiar names uh. doing well, etc. So uh, for those of you unfamiliar, it was a two day event, and the final eight from the initial sixteen moved on to a final checkmate lobby. Sol, talk to me about the format of this event. Uh, so the way a checkmate basically works is uh, there's like a point threshold that you first need to reach by playing, you know, the games. Uh, you are heavily incentivized to go either first or second because the way it works is, I believe, if you go first, first, you are in, you, you enter what's known as checkmate. What checkmate basically is is that once you reach that point threshold, uh, you need to go first, and then once you go first, you win the tourney. So it is, it um, it's got it's 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 pretty contro. It's like it's been fairly controversial, uh, in terms of like whether we should keep uh it as a format because uh you know part of the argument against it is that um it's just it, it often results in um somewhat skewed um sample sizes and skewed like performances. Like if one player just has a particularly hot, like hot, like very strong hot streak of games that like, it like pushes them really really far ahead, um, you know the fact that the tawny in this case the fact that the tawny can literally end in only three games, it's kind of crazy, right? Like, you know, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, Chuang won, right? He literally could have just gone. He went one one in his first two games. In his third game, he could have just gone one again, and the tawny would have been done, and it's <laughs> yeah. over. We're done. All right, cool. That's our champion. Three games, guys. Three games. That's all it took. So that's part of the problem. To now play the devil's advocate, though, uh, it, it's fun to watch. You know, it's fun to watch. That's the big thing. It's fun to watch when you know the it guarantees that the the tournament always ends with a bang, right? It guarantees that like you know, the game that ends like the the ending game ends on like a first, like the winner gets a first, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, from a viewing perspective, it has its merits. It definitely has its merits. It creates some really, like, really cool hype, like, moments, really, like, high-tension moments. Everything's on the line. And, you know, like, all this split-second, like, all this split-second optimizations, all this split-second decisions matter. And I think that's really cool. And, yeah. <laughs> it also, at the moment, has this issue of just resulting in tournaments with really low sample sizes just over in the blink of an eye and you know, it's like i just feel like any game where variance plays a part you've got to have that sample size otherwise like 
you know, people, players just don't get to demonstrate the full, you know, breadth of their skill. Um, you know, when, when, yeah, as I said, when you literally play like three, four games and it's over, it's like, okay. I guess yeah. I high rolled, I win. I guess I low rolled, I lose. Okay. Look, um, so yeah. I totally agree with you that the, like the winner of a tournament winning the last game, great. So cool. Really good incentive. The fact that it can be done so quickly is such a pain in the ass. It's so boring. It really is. If Chunga yeah, had just gone, really if, if Chunga had gone one, like four one, for example, he would have won. He would have won the tournament. You know, basically, or whatever the points threshold is, one three one or something like that. I think it's like one three. I don't think one four one gets got you in range, but I think it's like I think it was one two. Like if you're one two, you're in range. It's I, I don't know about points, one three. Right? Is it eighteen points usually? Check I think it is eighteen. So it's oh, one two one. So you can go one two one. Yeah. So one two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you do need to top. You do need to get the first, and then you need to go to top two. But I mean, it's not the hardest thing in the world. It really, is not the hardest thing in the world. Like that's gonna happen a fair amount of time. Oh, absolutely. And the um, the thing that makes it so interesting is really the ending game when four people can win. <laughs> that's like best case scenario right you've yeah. got four guys who are all there all battling oh you know two of them have been eliminated and the other two are in top four anything could happen yeah. we don't get to that situation enough because the points threshold yeah. is so arbitrarily small and the the points for winning are so uh, like skewed to the top where three you know three high rolls three consistent three well-played games are just enough so I think in my mind, I think the easiest solution to this is nerf the amount of points you get mm-hmm. per win, or at the very least, up the points threshold. If the points threshold Great. is 30, all of a sudden, you get a minimum of four games, not a minimum yeah, of three exactly. games. Like, I, yeah, so, I think that they really do need to strive for like a four or five game minimum, right? I think that that we 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 we've kind of learned from just like running tourneys that sort of five games is sort of the sweet spot. Yeah. For a player being able to demonstrate their skill, mm-hmm. right? I think anything less than five, the sample just is very it is it starts to just become very small, you know. Oh, and it's absolutely. Like, just, well, you know, was this guy what did was this guy the best player in the day? I mean, mm, you know, did he did he really play that well? And it's like, yeah. And you and I have played professional card games before where it's pretty common to have a, like, day one of a card game tournament be nine rounds. Yeah, and then day two is, like, another seven rounds. Yeah. And then, and then you day cut the top eight, is and five you play even more. Yeah. So <laughs> you play even more. Realistically, yeah, you're exactly. in, in a, in a com- like, it's hard to compare TFT to anything. However, it does share relative similarities with the idea that the more you play the more that variance will even out over time and the best players will win. It is absolutely the same in card games. So if you're playing 17 rounds, 18 rounds, just to be decided the winner of a 400-person tournament, a card game tournament, for instance, chances to say over those 14, 15 rounds of games, 14, 15 games, you have done the best. It is not like that in TFT because there's not enough, you know, there's also not enough patience to play 14 games of TFT to even out variants. Yeah, no, I mean, with TFT, you have to treat it a bit differently, right? Like, mm. you definitely can't play, like, 10, 14 games. That's way too many games. Yeah, it is too many. But there should yeah. be... There is a middle ground there, is what I'm saying, where um, you can find a balance of five or six games 
for happiness, mm. basically. Absolutely. Yep. Um, it's just not. I love Chunga. We've had Chunga on the podcast. He's a great player. He's fantastic. He played yep. real... in in the first two games. He played to his outs so well. He just did everything that could be expected of him to maximize his chances to go one-one. Basically, we won't get into the like minutiae of every play he made being right or wrong whatever it was but by the end of the game he had done enough in both games to win he cashed out when he needed to cash out playing a mercs game he hit the he hit a great level eight roll down in the other game not that i don't think Mm -hmm. that these things are overall like inherently the greatest skill expression of tft of all time he's playing to his outs well and he's doing what he needs to do he's doing what he needs to do to win so hmm? what more what more can you ask of somebody in that scenario who just needs back to back first place finishes to be in the cutoff to win? Basically. Um so he's done well. He's done well to get there in the first place. It's just variance would dictate that he would have more games like the game where he just cashed out after three losses and never recovered from it. Basically, hmm? like yeah. when he went sixth. So yeah. If you play more games, there's more chance that a winner, that the person who deserves to win will win, and the person who has been around and done everything they need to do to maximize their options will win as well. What are your, tell me your thoughts on this. You're nodding your head, you're shaking uh, around, you're laughing. You I mean, okay, a lot of analysis has already been done on uh, Chunga's win. Um, I'll say that, like, Chunga for sure is one of the best players in OCE, without a doubt. Um... I mean, I'm not gonna really, like, flame anyone's performance and, like, shit talk too much here because I don't think that's in my place to do. After all, I'm just some hot stock 800 LP challenger player and these guys are, like, they're often, like, 1.2k, 1.3k LP players. They've been around for a while. I will say that in Chunga's case, could have played... Uh, he definitely did not perform the best of his ability. Uh, and it's been analyzed by a lot of players that are like a lot better than me, like Angora, Jose, Keith, and whatnot. Um, the point is, is not that is that like the checkmate format allows it so that like any player who experiences like a really heavy skew variance in their favor is to basically just run away with the tourney really, really quickly. Essentially, mm-hmm. it's like. If the sample size was bigger, basically, right? In an ideal world, um, Chunga's mistakes would, like, have a like decent shot of, like, catching back up to him, if that makes yeah. sense. But with the way that Checkmate is structured, um, he, his mistakes essentially didn't really end up mattering because he was able to... Ascend, it was, like, it, what he, like... What he did was good enough, would be the way to put it. What he did, yeah. like, how he played was good enough relative to, like, the favorable outcome of, like, the events like he experienced, basically. It would be, the, like, the best way to put it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, if it was, like, a 6-7 game sample size, right? There's a very decent shot that, like, he gets off to a good start, but, like, let's say he keeps playing, like, the way he played, like, he takes, like, a 6th, or, like, he takes, like, another 6th. Or even like an eighth or a seventh at some point, you know, and that allows other people to like catch back up, because it's the way that it is. He got off to a quick, he got off to a really good start, and then it ended. 
<laughs> so yeah, yeah. that was go. done. That was sort of that's the general sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we will see. We will see Chunga. We will see Keen, and we will see Tamura in the mid set. Skillfulism, I believe, also made it. And skillfulism, yeah. the fourth skillfulism. Skill. Yep. In the <laughs> into the mid set that allows them an opportunity to qualify for the finals, which will allow them an opportunity to qualify for Worlds. So that's great news and very big congratulations to all four of them. There is a hope that we will have one of those four on next week. I won't spoil it now, though. Guys, uh, we want to take this opportunity to thank everybody for being here. Um, this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode more than anything, just because we're coming back after a while. We're a little rusty. Yeah. I mean... I'm drinking like pink gin right now. Dave's just, you know, he's been at work and we're a bit tired, you know. So we don't have a huge episode planned. In fact, this is pretty much it. So I want to give anybody the opportunity that's out there to ask questions. What's been going on? We have a couple of questions that we will answer, but if you're in the Twitch chat right now, twitch.tv slash cutler with an with three instead of the E. Um, sorry, I have changed my name. I'm just like basically just waiting, biding my time until Twitch gives me the actual Cutler name on Twitch because <laughs> it's taken by a guy that doesn't exist. So until then, mm -hmm. we've got some questions. Sol is our question master. He asked the questions. We sort of chat about it. We're going to go from there. If you have a question for us about TFT, about life, about uh, card games, you know, put it in the chat. We'll do our best to answer. In the meantime, I uh to find the Chinese server recently. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> uh, guys, if you don't know, of course, um, Soul also streams um, when we are not live, twitch.tv slash soul underscore TFT. You can follow him. He got on the Chinese server, played a couple of games, chatted about the uh. meta difference on there, etc. And uh, it's going to be really interesting. What's your goal for that account? Are you going to try and get the Masters? I, I'm I'm gonna like try to like grind the shit out of that account actually yeah 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 I got to flight this morning um, nice hopefully hoping to keep the train going um yeah <laughs> it's that yeah China as a region is insane there's like 15 <laughs> or 16 different servers and I like I figured out which server I was on today <laughs> oh, yeah I figured out which server I was on today so like I can actually like find like the leaderboards and everything for that specific server but. It's pretty insane. So basically, it's like 15, six, it's like 16 different servers. Every server, rank one is like 2300 LP. <laughs> and then, then <laughs> yeah, there's like 300 Charlie slots or something, every single server. <laughs> and then, yeah, but, but so, so it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really, really big region. It's really cool though. Um, so far, the game quality has been really high. So I've been really enjoying the games. Um, I mean, even in Plat, like, the play quality is actually quite high. Like, players know how to make boards like i'll just say that these players definitely know how to make boards and it's like wow. nothing's like things a sure thing yeah it's, cool. it's pretty impressive i'll say uh, i mean it's, it's interesting to see like a um meta differences are also really really interesting to see I, i'll say that like chinese players they love playing yone they love playing yone like you go to oc it's like one maybe like one yone player lobby in china Dude, it's like three Yodo players every lobby. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> they love that shit. Like, That's I think sick. I had a, like, a game where there was just like three challenger hearts taken. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> um, oh, the other thing, they love Sims. They love Sims as well. They absolutely love mm. Sims. They play a lot of Shaco as well. So, yeah. Jerks. 
<laughs> but yeah, it is interesting to see like meta things like that, like meta differences and whatnot like that. But uh, yeah, several of the games have been really fun. I've been, uh, yeah, I'm sure I have even more interesting things to say as I play more and more. Love it. Yeah, bring us uh, bring us an update next week with how you go. Oh yeah. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, uh, <sighs> I think uh, I will start us off by saying we got a couple of questions about the set six point five. It is right around the corner. PBE is in like. A week, a week, mm. two weeks actually maybe. It's mm. very, it's very soon. So I wanted to ask you, are there any? We have very, very few units that haven't been in the game yet. It's like Corky, Alistair, and Ramus, and uh, the newest one. Yeah, uh, I, I thought Corky was meant to be in the set. Wait, didn't they say every unit like that wasn't already a unit was going to be in the yeah, set? Yeah, and that was, I guess they just... took a couple out, which probably means that we'll see some in yeah. the mid-set. I guess I they would... just gave off. So, I, yeah. I think that we'll probably see Corky, like, my my guess is that Corky replaces Jinx, and he does, like, a big bomb. I'm down for five plus Corky. That just bombing runs around the field. I'm, I'm down yeah. for that. That sounds kind of fun. That sounds great, <laughs> and I think it keeps it thematic as well, which is very nice, which mm -hmm. I also think means they get, oh, well... Can they, they can't really get rid of Jinx, so maybe they... They can't really get... Okay, okay, let's be real. They can't get rid of Jinx. They, so, like, like, okay, I feel like the Arcane Champions all have Flood Armor. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure the Arcane Champions all have Flood Armor and cannot be removed. So maybe they get rid of the <laughs> Mutant trait. Maybe they get rid of the Mutant trait. Uh, and... Mutant, I think, has a... You could cut Kai'Sa. I, I think there's a good chance Kai'Sa gets cut. I think the whole of cut. the Mutant trait gets cut, and you could actually yeah. make a new trait out of... Because um, like, uh, you need to cut Colossus. And you yeah. do need to cut. Yeah, because like it's, it's assuming Colossus gets cut, which it probably will, right? So like mm. if Colossus gets cut, then Mutant loses Trigath. You probably just cut Mutant at that point. And you can't put another Mutant in, really, can you? Like after that, there's not. That I mean, you could. You you could make Silco Mutant. That wouldn't even be that weird. But yeah, I think I think realistically, what we're gonna see is we're gonna see like Silco and Jinx have a partnership of some variety. Yeah, they should they should have some kind of mechanic, right? Agree. Which I could see. Um. I can see them removing Vi then, or at the very least, a sister interaction, and then having like the father slash daughter just have interaction. Both. Just, have sis just have sister and father in the game. You yeah, know? I mean, I guess that's true. Just uh, make a family, really, you know? <laughs> we're really just speculating here. But I would say yeah. if they don't get rid of Colossus and Mutant and Socialite and Clockwork, I would be very surprised. And Clockwork? Really? Well, I think, that, I think that there's there's getting rid of clockwork opens up two four cost carry slots. The same with it does. Um, oh. uh, it also opens up an enchanter slot as well, uh, which I think so, they can do yeah. a lot with. Um, getting rid of. I've kind of gotten sick of Jin anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I've kind of gotten sick of that. That unit's targeting AI is just the worst. I'm yeah. I'm kind of got sick of that champion anyway. I'm down for them to yeah. cut that champion. So they don't get yeah. rid of Chemtech, I don't think. <laughs> Um, if I can, I think Kem has the say. Yeah, I think Kem for sure has the say. I think as yeah. both Assassin and Challenger stay as well. I do also think that there's Three. potential that something like the Enforcer trait gets removed, but the units stay. Yep. Um, I and, think that's a good shot. Enforcer gets removed. Yeah, uh, and that we could potentially see. There's like a lot of four cost carry room basically in the set to remove if they want to. They could remove Yone Fiora really easy. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if they just remove Fiora altogether because they haven't really got the fantasy out of her that they wanted. As really? Like a a I feel like Fiora's. I feel like. Oh, I guess they can get the fantasy, but I feel like, I feel like Fiora's in a pretty good spot. That unit's she's in good. a pretty good yeah, spot. I, don't... I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know if you've played Fiora carry much, but she's kind of good. 
Oh yeah, I mean I definitely I've definitely played yeah. a bit of Fiora, but the thing is like it's taken them this long to get it even like close to being right, so I'm not sure that there's any fair. um fair. Uh, like there is a there's a, a good reason to take out pretty much anything that they wanted to in this set. Uh I would be surprised yeah, a... You go you go. Be surprised if we didn't see some new five costs. Um uh, like there would yeah, be I mean... definitely room to remove like it's got to yeah, oh man. It's weird when like the five costs, like when so many of the five costs are arcane characters yeah. and the arcane characters have plot armor. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't, you can't take out James, you can't take out Jace, you can't take out Victor. Yeah, but you can, if we're saying that Colossus goes, we automatically lose the five cost tank. Tr um, it's Galio. Galio. Thank God. Um, so we, yeah, we lose a big tank, which means a tank could be replaced. Uh, I think that's an interesting prospect. I think that Kaiser could definitely be removed, so we don't have like a I saw for sure. Yeah, mix. I think Kaiser can easily go. Any mixed damage unit. Um, if they wanted to be like, I don't know. I think the thing is, there's a lot of ambition that I want them to take, and there's also realism, which is they don't have a lot of time between six point five and set seven to get this right. So they can't do insane changes. Yeah. Uh, basically, so there's not yeah. like a hundred billion. Would like to do. see. I would like to see Yordle either like completely reworked or just removed from the game as well. <laughs> I think that like a lot of people have talked about this already, but like the fact that there are two econ traits in the game right now, kind of bad. Yeah, too many. Yeah, like when you don't like. Okay, it's like right now the game is the game flow is basically like, okay, did I hit a wind streakable board? Yes. All right. Bet. I'll play for win streak. Or I didn't hit a win streak before. Did I hit an econ trait? Okay. Bet. Gonna open with the econ trait. Five loss and then spike it through two. Yeah. None of these said it is true. You're just like, oh shit. I guess I'm going Ave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I guess that also leaves Merc in a weird spot as well. Um, because I think Merc is hard to cut, and and I think that they said that they don't want to cut Merc. They shouldn't because it's the fun. It's the funnest, in quotation marks. Yeah, I, I kind of made my peace with Merc at this point. I, I get that it has to exist. Yeah, and it's actually Merch. the way it is. The way that it is right now is actually relatively balanced. I think, and they're also nerfing it. So I think after the nerfs, it'll be in a good spot. I think right yeah. now it's still a bit too powerful, but I think after the nerfs, it'll be in a better spot. Yeah. Yeah. And that pretty much covers almost everything. I would be yeah. totally surprised. Like Jin Stang seems weird to me because I don't think I don't think they can keep Clockwork because all the units. Yeah, are you're so right. Weird. I, I'm thinking about it more, and I think you're right. I think that Jin already going has like is like a pretty reasonable shot. Mm. Both those champions aren't even like related to Piltover, like law wise. Yeah. Like those champions have nothing to do with Piltover. So you, you just get, take up a champion. You get rid of Zillion Camille as well, which actually opens up new oh. uh, like a significant amount of change in the early game as well. Hmm. Agree. Um, yeah. It's really nice to sort of mix those things up, and then of course, if you get rid of Yordles, you have a you have basically an entire new early game that you can build. Yeah. Um, hmm. So it's interesting. What do you think about Syndicate? Do you think Syndicate stays? I think there's a very high chance Syndicate stays because I think Akali is probably stays because they need a five cost assassin. Yeah. It's always been a five cost assassin, if I remember correctly. Right. It was it was it was a uh, Viego in set five. It was Kane in set four. Yeah. Echo in set three. So it's always been a five cost assassin, right? So Akali probably stays. Mm -hmm. If Akali stays, then Syndicate basically stays, right? Akali is Syndicate. So, yeah. yeah. 
I think Syndicate staying is good. Mm. I actually kind of like to stay with Shaco right now. I don't think Shaco is out of line or anything. Syndicate's a pretty good comp, so I like that Syndicate stays. Yeah, me too. I also there's total um total like left field decision. They could take out like bodyguards, you know. Uh, but, but like, what would you replace them with? I'm not sure. You need something else frontline. There's basically. always been an armor trait in the game. There's always been an armor trait in the game, is the thing. Yeah. Right? It was Vanguard in set 4 and 3. It was Ironclad in set 5. Mm. So, yeah. Well, oh, but set 5 also had Knights as its opener as well, but I I, I yeah. honestly don't like Knight. I actually don't like Knight at no. all. As a um, defensive trait. Yeah. I would rather play against, like... I'd rather play against fucking bodyguards than Knights any, day, any time <laughs> of the day. So, yeah. real realistically, then, we have to keep... Mm bruises and bodyguards in the set which means that there's also yeah. a significant amount of room that we can take to remove some of the problematic units in there that don't work which i think maybe means that you get rid of brom maybe you replace brom with yeah I, I think they could shot basically brom do with, a yeah. whole four cost clean out essentially like, yeah 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 Seraphine, like, brom Jin, can be replaced Ari, like brom, yeah. uh, you, like, you can just find another tank yeah you just find another tank with a mafia skin and just do that one instead and replace <laughs> replace brom yeah. basically it's not that bad yeah there's definitely an, there's definitely an option to basically clean out most of the four costs and freshen it up Great. yeah um, because of course you can i think we've learned from 4.5 i think we've learned from like 4.5 right that like we game is a lot like feels a lot more spiced up when a lot of the four costs are switched out yeah rather than like a lot of the one twos and threes like because 5.5 basically like none of the fours got switched and it felt like like the unit pool was the exact same Mm. 4.5 it felt like a completely fresh unit pool because all the carries and yeah all the carries until units got yeah. Uh, yeah 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 so mm, for sure interesting all right guys yeah. um i give you one more while, so, while we just sort of chat about the new set potential uh i'll give you guys one more minute if you want to ask any questions but are you excited for silco i mean we might uh We've sort of talked sure. about arcane we've sort of talked about <laughs> arcane already but if you guys haven't yeah. listened to arcane uh, skip ahead now but, you know, I mean, I was very, very surprised to see this become a thing. Like, I really yeah. didn't expect it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I hope they don't do it very much in the future. Basically. I'm okay, I mean, we, we talked about this, right? I'm okay with yeah. that as long as it's league-related. I just yeah. don't want to see any non-league-related champions in this game. Please, mm. Warthog. <laughs> please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did talk about this. I think um, realistically, at the end of the day, it's probably pretty cool. Like, it's pretty cool. Like, because cool. Riot's developing an MMO, uh, like a dungeon crawler, or a fighting game. Like, yeah. These are all things. cool things that can be implemented into the game if done correctly. Don't overdo it, basically. Sure. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, because we don't want to play fucking. We got we can we came to play TFT to get re to get away from League of Legends. That's all I'll say. <sighs> don't turn it back into League of Legends. You already need to know League of Legends related stuff basically to play this game. So <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> guys. To be honest, that's gonna do us for this evening. We are all done. Whether you are listening at home on the podcast apps, we are available on 
YouTube as well as Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you very much. If you're listening live on Twitch, thank you very much. Thank you to everybody who joined us this evening. Uh, Sol, thank you for joining me. The most important thing, of course. Sure. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Always, uh, always a blast. As always, next week we will be live on Tuesday because we missed last week due to scheduling commitments instead of doing uh, every second week, we will do two weeks in a row. And then hopefully, without any scheduling issues in the future, we will go back to two weeks. But of course, you guys can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash pod to find out when we're going live and plans surrounding all of that. Uh, that'll pretty much do us. So any last words before I let you get out of here? Uh, no, other than uh, it's great to be back. Looking forward to the coming year. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see everyone again real soon in a week. So. We will certainly see everybody <laughs> next week. We'll have a brand new patch to dissect and uh, plenty more. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye, see you later.